Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for this opportunity to hear the Word of God. We believe, Father, that you will speak to your people by your Holy Spirit. And we want to learn. We want to be a good disciple who follow Jesus. We love Jesus. We want to obey the command of Jesus. And everything we learn, Lord, we want to put into practice so that we can be fruitful. We can be trusted by you, Lord. Build our faith. When we hear the word, we need your word as our spiritual food. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Tonight, I would like to talk about increase in grace. Increase in grace. Let me read Acts chapter 4, verses 32 to 33. Now, the multitude of those who believed were of one heart and one soul. Neither did anyone say that any of the things he possessed was his own, but they had all things in common. And with great power, the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. And great grace was upon them all. Everyone say, great grace was upon them all. We thank the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, who came down into the world 2,000 plus years ago because man needs the forgiveness of sin. Man needs to be reconciled to God. Every human being on earth was born as a sinner. And God knows that sin separates us from God. So he sent his son to die on the cross and paid a price, shed his blood to save us from the bondage of sin. And then we can become the children of God through faith. We have faith in Jesus. We receive Jesus. Then we become the children of God. And the first generation Christian set a good example to all of us that we can follow. I believe that every scripture that is recorded in the Bible is good for all of us. We believe in every single scripture. And God knows that the disciple could not serve him or preach the gospel and fill the earth with the gospel, with the blessing of God without the power. Therefore, after Jesus ascended up to heaven, a few days later, 10 days later, he sent his fire. He sent the Holy Spirit upon the 120 disciples in the upper room. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit. They spoke in tongues and got drunk in the Holy Spirit. I believe they just drunk and laughed and, and just so overwhelmed by the Spirit of God. After that, miracles happened. Signs and wonders happened. Peter preached without fear, and 3,000 people received Jesus Christ. 
the church grew in numbers, and then God sent all the disciples out to preach the gospel. At one time, at the temple gate called Beautiful, the apostle met a lame man who never walked in his life, and by the power of God, this man was healed and raised up and jumped up and down and praised God. And the elders or the leaders of the synagogue was not very happy. The leaders were mad at the apostle. Therefore, they arrested them, put them in jail, threatened them, beat them up, and say, "You cannot preach the name of Jesus any longer. We will not allow you to preach the name of Jesus around here." When you perform signs and wonder under the power of the Holy Spirit, the devil is not happy. So the devil is going to use somebody who get mad to persecute you, to put you in jail, or to talk bad about you. When you get persecution like that, it's a good time to test your faith. Whether you really believe in the power of God, whether you are sold out for the things of God, when you preach the truth and people persecute you. It's a good time to pass the test that you have the conviction of your message of what you preach. When I first preached about the fire of God in Thailand in year 2004, I was persecuted by the churches there. People want to put me in the committee and nail me that I preach wrong message. But 10 years have gone by now. The fire of God is welcome everywhere in Thailand because I never back down. I never back off because I believe that the end time church need the fire of God to be purified, to be sanctified, to be the bride of the Lord Jesus Christ. So when you preach the truth, when the Holy Spirit work with you, you shall be loved by people, and at the same time you will be hated by people. You will be persecuted by religious people. The disciple at that time were threatened, but they were not afraid. Because they were so full of the fire of God, when the apostles were released from jail, they went back to their own company, mean to their own church, and they pray out loud together in the building. They pray that God give us bonus to preach more the name of Jesus. Stretch out your mighty hand and perform signs and wonders in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And when they pray like that. The Holy Spirit came down into the building, and the building was shaken. And the outcome of that prayer, the outcome of the move of the Spirit, was summed up in verse 33. And great grace was upon them all. That is the condition of the early church, and I believe that the end time church gonna have even greater grace than the early church. How many people believe that we can expect greater grace than the early church? The early church has great grace upon them. The Bible said that something powerful was on them. The Bible said that something marvelous was on them, and not just only a few people, but on all of them, from the pastor to the new believers to the old believers and. All the people in the church, the great grace of God was upon them all. I like that. How many people believe that the 
great grace gonna be upon you. Amen. You know, I believe in spiritual covering. I believe that if you put yourself under a covering of God, under the man of God who has the grace of God, the grace will flow down. Like the book of Psalm, chapter 133, talk about unity. Talk about being oneness in the church. And the oil of anointing flow down into the beard of Aaron and into the garment of Aaron. So when you are in the local church that God has so much grace there, the grace of God will come upon everybody in the church. And I see that happen everywhere in the world. When you join into the local church that have great grace, the grace will be upon you as well. And the Bible says that the grace was so great to the point that the unbeliever in Jerusalem looked at all these believers and respected them. Wow, these people were amazing. This is so different from us. They respected the believers in Jerusalem. When you study the Hebrew and Greek language regarding the word grace, you will find out that many times in the Old Testament and New Testament, the same Greek and Hebrew language were translated into two words, grace and favor. Everyone say grace. grace. Everyone say favor. Grace. grace and favor are the same thing. The same root word from the same word. And we are studying about great grace. In other words, we are studying about phenomenal favor of God. We are studying about extraordinary grace of God. We are talking about exceptional favor, outstanding, surpassing favor and grace of God upon the church, upon all of us. Everyone say exceptional. Everyone say phenomenal. Everyone say extraordinary. Everyone say outstanding, surpassing, favor. And put your hand like this. Outstanding favor is upon me. Upon me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The root language of the word grace, when you study about the word grace carefully, what does it mean exactly? The root language of the word grace or favor is to bend down, to reach down, or to stoop down, to reach down in kindness. The word grace means the superior, stoop down or reach down to the inferior. In other words, the Almighty God, the creator of the heavens and the universe, who has unlimited power, unlimited wisdom, unlimited grace and anointing, knowledge and understanding, stoop down and reach down to mankind who is lower than him in kindness to help man to succeed and to fulfill the calling of God in his life. The definition of the word grace is given by a lot of churches around the world as unmerited favor. In other words, Grace is something you don't earn. Grace is something you don't deserve. Grace is something that you don't merit. You don't pay or do something good enough to get it. It's given to you by the kindness of God. Yes, unmerited favor is a good definition. But it's just a small part 
of the total definition of the word grace that we're going to study in this series. And after you study all this sermon, you listen to the sermon, you will understand the word grace more than before. The word grace or the word favor includes so many things inside that package. It includes favor, anointing, help, support, protection, opportunity, ability, wisdom. And it goes on and on and on. But everything that you need in your life is in the package of grace. When God gives you grace, everything that you need will be inside the grace. So that's why this terminology, the word grace, is a big, big term. It's very difficult to understand with our little, little brain here, the word grace. But you can experience grace. It's hard to understand. It's hard to describe in one minute. But you all can experience the grace of God. You can have more grace of God in your life. This is a good news. We all have some measure of grace in our life as a believer. But we can experience and have more grace in our life as time goes by. How many people want to have more grace? I want to have more grace. I'm very hungry for more grace of God, more desiring for the grace of God. Without the grace of God, you cannot get up in the morning. Without the grace of God, you cannot get out of your bed and walk to the restroom. Without the grace of God, you cannot comb your hair in the right way. Your hand will be shaking like this. Cannot comb your hair. Without the grace of God, you cannot put lipstick on your lips. Without the grace of God, you cannot even go out and work. Because of the grace of God, your heart is still beating. It's still pumping. Because of the grace of God, you're still breathing every day. Because of the grace of God, your mind is still bright enough to remember people's name, to call your boss the right name, not call the wrong name, then you get fired. With the grace of God, your mind is still bright enough to remember your wedding day so that your wife will not get mad at you, that you forget the wedding anniversary day. You have the bright mind to remember all these things because of the grace of God. With enough grace, you can do anything in your life that God wants you to do. Everyone say, do. With enough grace, you can receive anything that you need. Everyone say, receive. With enough grace, you can be whoever God wants you to be. Amen? Everyone say, thank you, Lord, for the grace of God. You can be, you can do, you can know, you can see, you can receive. Anything that you need in your life is in that grace of God. The grace of God is so important for all of us. Now, let's look at one of the examples of the Bible. How the grace of God makes a big difference in people's life. Let's look at Genesis chapter 6. Verses 5 to 10. Then the Lord saw the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And the Lord was sorry that he had made man on the earth, and he was grieved in his heart. So the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, creeping thing and birds of the air. For I am sorry that I have made them. 
but everyone say but. I like God to say but for me. He say everyone else, he's not happy. But I'm happy with Pastor Maroon, Pastor Lau. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. This is the genealogy of Noah. Noah was a just man, perfect in his generations. Noah walked with God. And Noah begot three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Look at the life of Noah. Noah was living in a critical time. The society was so rotten to the core. Judgment of God is coming very soon. The people are going to be wiped out from the surface of the earth by the flood. The animals would die. Everything is going to get into trouble. Everybody except one family. One man who chose to walk with God faithfully, who fear God, who live a perfect life before the eyes of the Lord. God looked at this man and had mercy and kindness and reached down from heaven in kindness. And he said, Noah found favor in the eyes of God. Because Noah walked with God, his wife, his children, and his also daughter-in-laws, all of them were saved in the Noah ark because of this man. I want to encourage all the men in this room, all the husband, or the head of the household. You are a significant person in your household. If you live a life that fear God, like Noah, or if you are the single mom, you are that person right now in your family. If you find favor in the eyes of God, your children will be blessed and protected. Because God look at the whole house, not just one person. Amen? Amen. All of your children under your care will receive the blessing and protection from the Lord as well. The grace of God make a big difference in Noah's life. Because Noah went through the unsurvival situation. Everyone died, but he survived. He got through the situation that everyone was destroyed, but he and his family survived and came out well. You see, the grace of God can save you from the unsalvageable situation. Maybe your neighbor, your friend saw you. The situation in your company has been bad. Everyone else get laid off. The company going downhill. But you were kept in the company. Only one that the boss kept in the company. Maybe the economy went down. Other business went downhill. But God's grace is upon you. Your business still keep going and going. You're not losing money. You still have income. You can still give tithe to the church and pay your bill every day, every month. The situation that looked impossible, that looked very, very hopeless by the grace of God. You could go through those situations and come out safe and sound and perfect because of the grace of God. When you go through the situation like that and come out safe and sound, your friend may talk to you. 
Wow, I'm so impressed with you. You must be so smart. You must be so strong. Your faith must be so good. Wow, I hope that you will not say, "Yeah, yeah, 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 yeah." My faith is so strong. I have a great church. I want to boast about the preaching I listened that day in the podcast. Don't say that. Don't give credit to any man. Don't give credit to yourself. Don't give credit to your faith, your prayer. Sometimes I heard, you see, that happened because I pray for that person. No, don't give credit. Don't boast about your prayer. Don't boast about your faith. It's all by the unmerited favor and grace of God. We should give glory only to God, not to any man. Amen. How many people from now on say that I will give only glory to God? Glory to God. He deserves the glory. Amen. So don't brag about yourself. Don't brag about your smartness. But it's only by grace, through faith, not by man's ability, so that no one can boast. That is in Ephesians chapter two. It's only by the grace of God, through faith, you receive what is in the grace package through faith, that you are saved, not by your own ability, but by the grace of God. Amen. Now I look back in my life. I can see that the grace of God is upon me, since I was even a non-believer. How many people look back in your life and you see, "Wow, the grace of God was on me since I was born as a baby." Really, God knew you since you were born, and He put His grace upon you, called you, get you saved since before you became a believer. Look past in your life. How many times God protected you? Send the right people to talk to you. Send the right people to save you. Open the door for you. Help you in many, many ways, because He is so gracious to you. The Ark of Noah was a type of salvation. In the end time, many people who rejected God shall be swept into the eternal lake of fire. But we, by the grace of God, We are in the ark of salvation through Jesus Christ. We will stand there. Everyone perish, but we save and we go to heaven by the grace of God. No one is good enough to go to heaven. No one can do good enough to go to heaven. We can be saved only by the grace of God. We start our life by the grace of God, and we walk every single day. By the grace of God, start with the grace and walk by the grace of God every single day. Have you ever realized when you wake up in the morning, oh, the grace of God? At the end of the day, after you finish your work at the hospital, seeing all kind of cases, very difficult cases at the hospital as a resident, and you come home, oh, by the grace of God, Amen. When you put your head on the pillow every night, oh, thank God by the grace of God. And when you wake up the next morning, oh, thank God I'm still breathing. Oh, by the grace of God, by favor of God is upon me. My wife is God's favor upon my life. 
Every husband turn to your wife and say, "You are the favor of God for me." Those who sit far away from your wife, you can shout. You are the favor of God upon my life. Peter, did you say that yet? You did. Okay. You smart man. <laughs> the members of this church is the grace of God for my life. I never take you for granted. I never think that I'm good enough for you to join this church at all. But because of the grace of God, you pick this church. You join this imperfect church that have so many mistakes, have so many shortcomings in this church. But you still pick the church because of the grace of God. Amen. The husband wake up every morning and look at the wife and look at her. Ah, oh, she is the grace of God for me. Wow, your marriage will be beautiful. From now on, you will treat your wife like a gem, like a diamond ring. You don't look at her. Ah, oh, she's trouble. She's a troublemaker. No, 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 no. She is the favor of God upon your life. The Bible say, those who get a wife get the good thing. Those who get the wife get the good thing. Everyone turn to your wife say, "You are the good thing for me." Wow, good thing. Amen. <laughs> a favorite person is a person who has a special favor from another person. How many people want to be a favorite person to other people? Yes, I want people to show favor, special favor to me. Let me explain to you some of the meaning in the Bible. In the King James version, in the book of Acts, the Bible says, I think Acts chapter four, the Bible says that God is no respecter of persons. The New King James version say, God does not show partiality. When you you read that scripture, you may be wondering. If God doesn't show partiality, why does God give different level of grace to people? Why somebody have more grace or more favor than another person? Is that God show partiality? This is is it really God a God who is not a respecter of people or person? Let me explain to you the terminology here. When the Bible say God doesn't show partiality, it means God. Welcome you and receive you, and treat you by not looking at your background, by not looking at your nationality, your language, your education, your financial stability, your height, how many hairs you have, how many clothes you have at home, how much income you have. Anybody can come to the grace of God. And say, I believe in Jesus, and everybody can be saved by believing in Jesus Christ. You don't need to be a Chinese to be saved. You can be an Indonesian to be saved. God doesn't show favoritism to anybody. But, okay, listen carefully. At the same time, God is just and fair. Everyone say, God is fair. Because God is fair, even though He receives everybody, but He will give grace and favor to people at different level. Okay, let me explain more. For example, if James has more grace than me, I have less grace. He has about one hundred thousand. I have only one hundred. 
James is five favor in the eyes of God, and he has much more favor than my life. When the Bible says God is no respecter of person, what does it mean? It means for Pastor Lau, I can receive one hundred thousand grace too by changing some of part of my heart, changing my lifestyle and habit, do something about myself. To position myself to receive the 100,000 grace like James, because God doesn't show partiality. It means everyone can be a candidate to receive more grace as long as that person is willing to have a change of heart, mind, lifestyle, attitude, motive, and the way they live. God gives grace to people, fairly. And justly, you all can be a candidate for more grace, amen. Because God is no respect of person. Because God give grace more and more to people. Should we expect more grace? Should we expect more grace? You think it's God's will for us for us to have more grace? That's why the Bible says great grace. Can people have little grace? Yes. Can people have more grace? Yes. Can people have great grace? Can people have great, 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 great grace? Can people have fullness of grace? Oh, I like that fullness of grace. We're going to read the scripture later on when we talk about Jesus, who has the fullness of grace. You think if you have thirty percent more grace this year than last year that you did have, you think is your life going to be different? You think if you have ten times more grace this year than last year, you think your life going to be different this year? If next year you have one hundred thousand times of more grace in your life, you think your life going to be different? I believe so. So, grace is so important. You should seek to have more grace every year. More grace, thirty percent more, fifty percent more, two times more, ten times more. Every year, you should grow in grace, increase in grace. Everyone say, grow in grace. Everyone say, increase in grace. There are different degrees of grace in people's life. You start by little grace when you get saved. By the grace of God, God sent me to America for honeymoon. In 1981, and I met a man who shared with me about Jesus and the Bible. By the grace of God, I met three couples in Bangkok who shared the gospel with me. And by the grace of God, I watched movie called Jesus by Campus Crusade. And by the grace of God, I got saved that day. I came to know Jesus by His grace. This man did not deserve. I was a very evil man. I lied. I was cunning. I was selfish man. Uh, you should not know me long time ago. I was not a good man at all. I was putting my fist up against God when Pastor Da went to the Catholic church and tried to worship God. I just sat in the car waiting for her and cursed God and say, "No, I did not come from God. I came from monkey." I was really against God. But by the grace of God, God still sent people to witness to me. Amen. By the grace of God, I share this afternoon to Thai people, Thai congregation. 
that every time I was thinking about this issue, oh, make me nervous now. Today, at that time, I did not get nervous because I was so immature. I want to be a doctor since I was young in the grade school. So the only subject I love to study is mathematics or science or biology. I hated literature. I did not like literature at all. So anytime I sit in the literature class, I would put my face down. The, the teacher just keep talking, but I read the book about mathematics, science, biology, all this thing because I want to be a doctor. I ignore completely literature, and the book is about this thing in the high school. The day before I went to the final exam of literature for the high school, the whole night reading. Reading, reading every single page the whole night, and try to memorize every single page. The next day, I went to test the outcome, the result. I was number one in the class in literature. Do you think I'm a good student? No. I passed the class literature and become number one because God grace is upon me. Every time I think about this examination nowadays, whew. So nervous. How could I do that? It's crazy. The same thing. When I went to have the oral examination for my uh, neurosurgery, neurosurgery board exam in Houston, Texas, I never studied that much because I was running the church. I have no time to study the book. So I said, God, I need your grace to pass the oral exam to be a neurosurgeon in America. That year, 30% of American neurosurgeons flung the test that year. But the grace of God is upon me because I need to run the church. I need to pass the test so I can get a job and I can have an income to give money to the church. On that morning for three hours, the test starts at 10. I went to a hospital in Houston, Texas. I have a manual book about this stick. And I sat on the couch in the lounge. I flipped. Read. Flip, read. Flip, read. Three hours, I keep flipping some pages, not all the book, because I cannot read the whole book. Every single question in that oral examination was in those pages that I flip. Don't do this, all the young people. Please. I don't try to teach you how to be a student. But by the grace of God. Amen? By the grace of God. Because of the grace of God, God opened door and opportunities for you. God opened different doors for you because of the grace of God. Because of the grace of God. Even though I was uh, playing rock music during the medical school, I went to party all the time. I did not study that much. But I got number one in the class and get the gold medal from the king of Thailand. And all of my friends who planned to be number one in the class really got mad at me because this guy always played drum, go to the party and make money by playing drum. But they study, study, but I got number one. I became number one in the class. Do you know why? And now I look back. At that time, I was not a believer yet. I was a non-believer. But I look back. Because God knew years ahead of time that I will be preaching in Thai. 
I will pre- be preaching the gospel and put in the internet, and all the people in Thailand would know that this guy is a neurosurgeon in America, speaking Thai. He is a gold medal, received gold medal from the king of Thailand, and no one can say, "Oh, this is a dumb man. He doesn't know what he's talking about." God give me grace that I can preach the gospel to the Buddhist people in Thailand from a high education level with a gold medal from the king of Thailand. Amen. God give us grace. God opened a door, and this is this is the way God work. God opened one door. You step in into that door, and in that place, by the grace of God, He gives you ability. He gives you wisdom. He gives you strength to be able to get the job done in that place. Amen. God opened the opportunity for us to go to Europe. God opened the door for some of you. Put people around you to start the church. God give you opportunity and strength and ability to get the job done. The work that used to be very hard for you to fulfill or to accomplish. If you have, if you have enough grace, you will get it done easily and quickly. The work that you used to fail and fail again and again, you cannot get it done. With enough grace, it's going to be a piece of cake for you. Some of you may be struggling with certain sinful habit, bad habit, or some addiction. With enough grace, you can suddenly be free from addiction. You suddenly can stop doing those bad habits because you have enough grace, and you never fall into it again. You never fail in it again. You never come short of it again. You just Flow in victory and have no more desire for cigarette, no more desire for drugs and alcohol. All the bad habits disappear from you because you have enough grace in your life. I try to explain to you so that you can see the importance of the grace of God. With enough grace, you can be the man that God wants you to be. With enough grace, you can be the woman. That God wants you to be, with enough grace, you can be the right husband. That God wants you to be, the right husband. With enough grace, you can be the wife that God is so happy with. With enough grace, you can be parents that God wants you to be. Are you hungry for more grace? Are you desiring to have more grace? If you want to have more grace. You need to feed upon the word of God. You need to build faith, and you can be the right kind of spouse that you have never been before, because of enough grace in your life. Some of you in your family, you and your spouse can be like a Tom and Jerry. Some of you can be like a dog and cat, a mouse and cat. The atmosphere in your house is so bad because you cannot get along. Your kids rebel against you. You and your husband, or you and your wife, just keep fighting, never understand each other. But with enough grace, your kids start to listen to you and obey you. With enough grace, you and your spouse start to reconcile and have a happy marriage. The atmosphere in your home will be wonderful because you have enough grace. 
you can be healed. You can receive healing from God. With enough grace, you can receive finances from God. You can have a job. You can do well at work. Your boss will love you. You will find favor with not only man, uh, not only with God, but with man, with people around you. We need to have more grace. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. With enough grace, you can be, you can do, and you can receive anything. Tomorrow, we will learn more about grace. To have more grace, we're gonna see scripture after scripture that God's desire for us is to have more grace in our life. Amen. Everyone say, grace, make a big difference. I desire more favor, more grace from the Lord. I'm happy to change. I'm willing to change to be a candidate. To be qualified to receive more grace, much more abundant grace, phenomenal favor, extraordinary grace, surpassing favor of God. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. The presence of God is the key to the grace of God, the presence of the Holy Spirit in our life. So that's why our church loves the presence of God. We love to have the presence of God touch people because every time God touch people, it means He increased the grace in people's life. Whether receive healing, receive the miracle, Hallelujah. How many people say, I need more fire tonight? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. How many people agree that after you get touched by the fire, your life has never been the same? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Be hungry. God give grace to the humble. You need to ask. You need to desire. Ask God. Yield. When God touch you, you just yield. Let the Lord put His grace upon you. The Holy Spirit come upon you. Just yield. Just be hungry. Forget about everything else. Forget about people next to you. You just focus your eyes on the Lord. Look at the Lord, and tell Him, God, touch me today. Fill me with the Holy Spirit, Lord. I need Your grace, Lord. I need miracles in my life. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Grace, grace, grace. More grace, more grace. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Oh, sheka tarayala papa kaski, shala ko tarayala kaski tarayala papa. 
the presence of the Lord is here. Jesus is here in this room. He wants to touch His people. I'm just a vessel. The person who touched you is not me, but is the Lord Himself. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Touch. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. More grace, more power, more favor, <laughs> more of the presence of God. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> more of the presence of the Lord, more grace upon your life. <laughs> more grace, grace. <laughs> grace. <laughs> grace 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 Holy Spirit the Spirit of Jesus Christ don't hurry to get up keep asking keep knocking keep asking Him to fill you with more grace don't hurry to get up. Stay in the presence of the Lord. Stay. <laughs> Grace. <laughs> Grace. <laughs> Grace. Grace. <laughs> Grace. More grace. <laughs> grace. Grace. <laughs> grace. 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 <laughs> Bless the people from your people from Las Vegas, Lord. Bless all of them indeed. Touch them, Lord. Touch them. <laughs> Fill with the grace of God from Jesus Christ. Filled with the grace of God. Fill. With the grace of God. Filled with the grace. <laughs> More grace. More grace. More than before. 
More grace. Fill. More grace. The Lord will take you higher. Higher, higher, and higher. Higher. Fire. Higher. Higher in the things of God. More grace. <laughs> Bless Desert Revival Church, Lord. <laughs> Bless all of them indeed. Bless. Bless. More grace. More grace. Fire. 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 More grace. More grace. Fire. 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 More fire. More fire. More fire. More fire. Grace. Grace. More fire. 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 More fire. More fire. More fire. More grace in this home. More grace in this home. More grace from Deborah. More grace for Derek. More grace. <laughs> More grace from Elaine. More grace. Fire. More, 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 more grace, more grace. <laughs> more grace, more grace, more grace. Oh, yes, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 <laughs> Fire. Mock Yatakatalakoskota. Who's Sukatariella Cassecatarialaba? Sumarica Secatariella Pacasicatariella. Phil. More fire. More fire. <laughs> Fire. 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 More fire. More fire. More fire. <laughs> Go ahead, Nathan. Go ahead and speak in tongue and laugh. Go ahead and speak in tongue and laugh, Nathan. Yes. 
Yes, Nathan. God touch you right now. God gonna use you. God, yeah, yeah. You were born with smartness. You were born with intelligence. So God gonna use your intelligence. God touch you. God want your body to be His living sacrifice, Nathan. Yes, fire burn all the jungle and filled him with the Holy Ghost. The Nathan gonna become a spiritual man. Yes, Holy Ghost, Salakatariela Bakaski. Fire, fire, more fire, more fire. Fill, fill, fill. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Fire, yes, Lord. Use young people in this church to shake the nations, shake the city for you. Fill them with your grace, Father. Jesus, touch them. Touch all these young people, Lord. Touch them. Fire. Fire. Fill, fill, fire, fill, fire, fill. <laughs> fire. <laughs> oh, rakase katarukuski, ombarikanta katarabukushi, more fire. More fire, more fire, fire, revival in the Moys, Iowa. We speak revival in Iowa, in the Moys. Rukara Kasku Brekatala Kaski, revival. Harakosika Talakata Tata Ha Fire. Fire revival in Los Angeles. Revival in Los Angeles. Yes, Lord. Fire. <laughs> More fire. More fire. More fire. 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 Yes, revival in Japan. In Tokyo, your you simple daughter like this, bless Sayaka. Papa Oh, you love Japan, Lord. You still love Japanese, Lord. Oh, fill them up, Lord, with your fire. Fill them up with your grace, Lord. Everywhere they go, Lord, they shall see the grace of God. The grace of God will go before you. The grace of God is upon you. The grace of God is under you. Is behind you. The grace of God. Fire! Fire! Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. <laughs> yes, Lord. Fire! We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. To them all gathered in your name, I-
Your glory. 